You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. It's a victory Monday. Landon, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I mean, I you know, I feel like uh, we uh, spent a whole week telling people not to overreact. And uh, I, I we feel did, like or we, you did. Well, I did probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and that, that paid off. And, and you know what? I'm going to continue to give that same advice. And and tell people not to overreact too far the other way, you know. Yes, yes, it's, yes. It's it's all just small sample sizes. This is this is a, but to be clear, this is a bigger win than the Carolina loss was. I mean, this is a division win, uh, and you know, right now it puts us technically at the top of the NFC East. So uh, yeah. it's it's kind of crazy uh, how one what a difference one Sunday can make. Absolutely. So the Cowboys went on to beat the Giants 20-13, to and the final score does not really tell you how... This game was more of a blowout than what 2013 suggests. Like, the Cowboys had this one uh, wrapped up pretty early. At least I felt that way, and I'm, yeah. I'm normally no, pretty... I'm, I'm normally the opposite way, where I feel like you know any lead can, can be lost. In this one, after the Cowboys jumped out to that 10-0 lead, I felt pretty good. Uh, the Cowboys' defense over the last seven games has allowed just 12 points. Uh, the Giants especially have not had a lot of success against the Cowboys in the last couple of games. Uh, if you remember the game against the Giants last year, they gave up just 10 points. The first game of the season, they gave up just three points. Uh, the, the game before that, they just gave up 10 points to the Giants. So the Cowboys have kind of figured out this Giants offense with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. But let's start with the Cowboys offense first. Uh, it was a better game from Dak Prescott. He was 16 of 25 for 160 yards and a touchdown. He also had 45 yards on the ground. Uh, you saw, I would say, a little bit more of innovative play calling, especially in the first two drives in this game. Uh, you saw a, uh, a, it wasn't a reverse to, to Tavon Austin, but it was uh, that type of play. Uh, they hit actually. Him on what a, it was? It was, was a reverse. reverse. They had a reverse, yeah. Because I mean, technically, if you're no, I'm trying to... if you're pitching it to, to Zeke and he's pitching it back to Tavon, that's a reverse. There you go. Um, and then they hit Tavon on the deep ball earlier. So a a better, more improved offense. Still not where we'd like to see him, but definitely took some strides in the right direction in week two. Landon, just kind of give me your overall feel of the Cowboys' offense and what you thought about them against the Giants this week. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of a little bit closer to what we've seen in practices at training camp. And, you know, we, we saw uh, one of the other kind of tricks they threw was the uh, fake jet sweep uh, shovel pass to Zeke. They, they ran that a, little, a lot at camp. Uh, so it was interesting to see them finally put that in the game. Um, and... Uh, you know, I, I just think that this was kind of. You know, there's a lot of talk, and, and, and I, I think you know the. the uh, there's a lot of people suggesting that that the the coaches, you know, and everyone heard the suggestions that they needed to be more creative and came out and did this, and and whatever, that's fine if you if if that's what you want to believe in, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think you know the point that gets missed in that conversation is that this is stuff that they had to have installed. You know, like you have to have it installed to run it. 
So uh, it's not like they – I don't think they just drew up a double move to Tavon Austin this week. I mean, they've been practicing this for, for weeks and weeks. So, sure. again, this is this is, goes back to the whole idea of not, you know, not jumping to conclusions. You know, like – because we saw, you know – I don't know how many plays week one versus Carolina. And we saw some more, you know, this game against the Giants. You know, we're going to get a better idea of what this offense looks like. But, I mean, I think this is definitely a lot closer to what we're talking about. Eight different, you know, receivers got targets, if I'm not mistaken. Um, You know, and then leaning on the run game. And the run game, including uh, not just Ezekiel Elliott, but Dak as well. And Tavon. Yeah, and Tavon as well. Uh, overall, they had 25 carries for 138 yards, averaged 5.5 a carry. Uh, you'll take that. that that's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Um, I, especially with your defense, look, especially with your defense playing well. I mean, that's that's really dangerous, you know. Right, and we we talked about this in the the pregame show that the the Giants defense can be exposed in the passing game because their corners aren't that strong. Uh, we thought that they could, um, you know, take advantage of Al Gogoltree. But they still have a really good run defense. You saw Snacks Harrison last night is just an animal. If you run in the middle of the field, it's awfully hard to gain any traction there. So averaging five yard, 5.5 yards a carry is very, very impressive for the Cowboys offense. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the receivers. Um, Tavon Austin, two catches for 79 yards. Deontay Thompson, four catches for 33 yards. Cole Beasley had two catches for 13 yards. Uh, but I also believe he drew two different pass interference calls. So yeah. those those aren't in the stat sheet, but one was on a third down play where he just roasted B.W. Webb, got the first down. Uh, Terrence Williams, one catch for 12 yards. Alan Hearns, one catch for nine yards. Ezekiel Elliott, five catches for nine yards, and Michael Gallup, one catch for five yards. We kind of thought this offense was going to be one that didn't rely on just one receiver, and we're starting to see that uh, over the first two games. So any thoughts on the receiving core as a whole? I mean, again, like this is this is kind of what – this is a lot closer to what we uh, – I was expecting. You know, like this for better is or for worse, to... this is exactly what we thought was going to happen in in training camp, right? Uh, I mean, I think at least at this p- point in the season, yeah. Like, I mean, I think the idea is that th- it's going to get better from here because they're, you know, they're, he's again, they're all still getting used to each other. Um, but I, I think that the, as far as the idea of what the plan, or what what the you know the kind of targeting distribution would look like, I think this is very similar to what you know we can probably expect in the future. Awesome. All right, let's let's talk about Dak really quickly. Um, I thought he played better this week. There were still a couple throws that kind of got away from him. There, he had one towards the end zone with Beasley that could have been intercepted. Uh, the Connor Baldwin one. See, I don't have a problem. Everyone talk about that. Th- I the guy had had to make an incredible play to even knock the ball down. I, I don't know. Like I, 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 I know I was okay he, with he that got. Play. I I would call that an interceptable pass because he got both hands on that ball, and that yeah. I mean. You're going to have those. You're going yeah, to have those. Yeah. Not every, every every quarterback is going to have a couple of those a game, and that's just the interception luck. However, I thought Dak made enough plays down the field and enough plays with his legs to say that at the very least this was a solid performance by him. Agree? Oh, no. I I think he played great. I, I mean, okay. listen, I, like, like uh, here, like, here's the thing. The, the you know everyone wants to compare him on the Romo scale, and it's just not the scale that he's on. You know he's not on the Manning scale. He's not on those scales. Look at the look. The reason that that he had more success is because they've deployed him properly the way that he's supposed to be used. He is a 
a point guard. He's more more the point guard than than Romo was. That the, you know they were trying to tell us that with that he is the distributor to get the ball around, and 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 then you know he'll run the court too. Like I think that's the thing is that he, you know, his athleticism adds an element to the game that that complements. And that was you know part of the problem with all of like last last week is that you know part of Dak's game is running the ball, and part of Dak's you know. Abilities is not is not just throwing the ball in the run, but actually running the ball. And I think we saw that uh, you know several different times. He had some impressive runs, and um, I, I think that that's not part of a you know it, it's not like an, an extra part of a game. It's part of his game. Like this is this is how he plays the quarterback position. It's much more like a like a college quarterback. You know, it's 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 you're you're facilitating the offense. You're making sure everyone's lined up. You're, but you're also, you know, making plays with your legs because you're, because you're an athlete as well. You know, it's not just stand in the pocket and deliver the strikes. You know, the unfortunate part is that that's not necessarily the strongest part of his game, you know, like as far as the rest of it goes, but the rest of it he's very, very good at. And I think that this shows you like exactly how valuable you know, he only had seven carries, but it's 45 yards, you know, but it's like, I, I think you look at what that does to these defenses and now it's, you know, that now the defensive end's got to worry about that. They can't crash down on Zeke. Suddenly uh, Zeke's getting uh, longer carries, you know, cause they, cause they don't have a the backside crash. And, and, and can I, I add it, one more thing about Dak's runs? All yeah. seven of those runs were considered s- successful runs. Like they either gained a first down or they got enough yards on first down to, to, to deem it a successful run. So anytime he is taking off of the ball, I'm almost always a, a, a fan of it because he is such a talented runner. And the thing that makes him different than like a cam or something is he's really smart when it comes to running the ball. He doesn't take these big hits. He doesn't put himself in harm's way. You saw last night he, he made a nice cut in the middle of the field and then got down to avoid the big hit. So I think the Cowboys need to incorporate that more often with Prescott running the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's the plan. I'm, I'm hoping that is the plan because I think that you know, it's it's a dangerous attack. I mean, then you start adding in, you know, uh, you you got the zone read. Then you start adding in like you know bubble screen elements in the backside, and 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 there's just a lot of different stuff that you can build off of that constraints that kind of work against each other and all of that. That is exciting, and I think all of that is kind of hinging on 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 Dax ability to uh, you know get out of the pocket whether it be as a runner or as a passer or you know as either you know and, and that's another thing too is that you know he can take the ball run it and as long as he stays behind the line of scrimmage he's so good throwing the ball running left or right that it's you know it's just in fact he's probably more he's more dangerous as a passer outside the pocket so uh i, I think it's what this defense needs to do is is what they did last. I mean, what this offense needs to do is what they did last night, and, and it's it's make defenses have to defend the entirety of the field, you know, and right. and and take advantage of the fact that the quarterback is the extra unaccounted for man on these run plays. All right, anything on the offense before we move on to the defense? You want to comment on the offensive line at all? Yeah, I mean, I thought they Tyron Smith blocked three guys on that touchdown play. I'm pretty sure. I need to watch. I need to watch the end zone copy. <laughs> but I, I, there was one play where he, he on the on the on the touchdown, he punched Kareem Martin like just a jab 
which was enough to disrupt his pursuit angle so that he couldn't get to crash down on Zeke. Once Zeke got uh, up to the belly of the of Connor Williams and broke outside, uh, Tyrone pushed <laughs> um, Dayton. What's this? The Tom. Tomlinson, Tomlinson, he, he Dalvin crushed Tomlinson. Dal- Dalvinson, yep. Tomlinson down, and then you know kind of made his way to uh, Calvin. I think what's his, the the safety number thirty five for, for the Giants, Riley, Riley. yeah, yep. and 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 then I mean that that block in particular was hilarious, mostly because it was the third block of the play, but also because he just kind of waited there and kind of gave the dude like, are you serious? Look and just launched him into the end zone as Zeke kind of squirts in behind him. Uh, go back and watch Tyron Smith uh, on that play. But yes, I-, I thought the offensive line played masterfully. I, you know, Joe Looney, Yes, Doug, thank you. Doug snack Harrison's out of the hole at one point on one of these big runs by himself. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm loving it. Like the offensive line clearly, uh, you know, kind of seemed to have fit some things together and, and got uh, uh, some things figured out a little bit better. And no sacks. I mean, that, I think that's. I mean, that's really, you know, the the most surprising. I mean, the, part of the of the uh, improvement there. Right. Um, and we talked about this last week. Cowboys offensive line almost always struggles out of the gate. Uh, you know, and they, they kind of work themselves into shape and they work themselves into a, a rhythm. You're starting to see that a little bit more. I expect this offensive line to play, assuming there's no injuries, to, to be a significantly better unit um, in the next month. You should see some improvement there. So um, let's pause and let's talk about my bookie. You know, ever since we have started this podcast, people are always asking us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on. The truth is we don't always know who's going to win. Uh, the last two weeks I've picked Pittsburgh to win. That hasn't Yikes. worked out well. I know. Yikes. But you picked Pittsburgh to win. That's I mean that's not only did you lose money, but you lost a piece of your soul too, right? Something like that. All right, but yeah. if you think you guys know who is going to win, you need to check out my bookie. Remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys' defense. And, man, what a performance this was. Uh, They allowed 13 points, but it really didn't feel like that. I I know the Giants scored uh, a cheap touchdown at the end and then another cheap field goal. But this was one of the better performances that I've seen from this defense in a long time. Uh, All three levels from the defensive line, linebackers, the secondary, I thought played well. Uh, The only critique that I have is there was quite a few missed tackles other than that, a really outstanding game from the defense. What are some of your thoughts on the Cowboys' defense in Week Two? Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you're playing guys like Odell Beckham and uh, and Saquon Barkley, 
you know, I think we we're, we can abide a couple missed tackles. It's going to happen, you know, because those guys are pretty pretty good. And um, I, I think you know what we've seen is in the season is is what we would couldn't dare to to to, to dream in, in in training camp, right? Like the the idea that we actually have an, not just a good defense, but a very, very good defense. And and maybe a deep defense. Maybe that's even more no. important. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, Sean Lee didn't really play most of the second half, did he? Like, I mean, he no. came out and, and, no. and, like, they got all their linebackers in. Everybody was making plays. Everybody. Like, you know, I well, mean. Think about, uh, all, think about the guys that Antoine Wood. Have. Antoine Wood. Damian Wilson, who had a terrible game last week, play, played his tail off last right. night. Uh, uh, Mark uh, Armstrong. You know, like, the, the, there's so many small plays. Like, the, the first and goal play. Uh, and I tweeted about this last night. The first and goal play that the Giants had the ball on the was it the five yard line or something, the six yard mm-hmm. line. They yeah. run it. They run it wide with uh, with uh, Barkley. Barkley. There's so many D- Dallas defenders on the other side of the line of scrimmage that even if he hadn't got the penalty, would, he was taking a loss. And on top of that, Armstrong beat his man so badly that the that he had to get basically get tackled and and he caused the penalty. So. Uh, and, and and basically that was all Antoine Woods and and uh, Armstrong, you know, and and so uh, like I mean that's 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 your young guys doing all this. Uh, Taco Charlton had a sack that was that was not you know not his best pass rush. Like it was he was unblocked right. on that. But later in the game he had three or four different plays where he caused pressures that were super impressive, including the, you know the one dip move that we were talking about, and I, I never even seen him do that before. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems, all of this without Randy Gregory, we still don't have David Irving yet. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's hard not to be extremely optimistic about the way that this defense is playing. I was thinking about this as the Cowboys were in that final drive of the game. All the defenders that weren't playing at that time, uh, obviously no Randy Gregory, no David Irving, no Dayton Jones. That's three guys that have started games for the Cowboys. Uh, Sean Lee didn't play. Xavier Woods didn't play. All of those guys should be back here in the next few weeks. And see if these guys can can stay healthy. And not only are you going to have a really talented defense, you're going to have a really deep defense. And in the NFL, every single year, we're seeing that that's almost as important because it's it, 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 playmakers are important. But if you can not have big liabilities on the field. You're going to give yourself a, a good chance to compete in games. Um, you know, I I was one that didn't love the Leighton Van Der Esch pick, but you saw in the second half, I mean, he played almost every snap in that second half, and while he didn't make a splash play, I don't think he missed a tackle, did he? I mean, he was just rock so. solid. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, and, I, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I, I, I think he had a tackle for loss. I, I could be wrong. It was cl- it was it was like a one yard one. <laughs> it was actually oh, one more yeah, Barkley. Barkley got the first. It, yeah. da- Barkley got the first down, barely. But it was a good play by Van Der Esch. So yeah, uh, it seems like the Cowboys are content to rotate these linebackers in, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, even and, Joe Thomas last night had a couple of really nice plays. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. I mean, Joe Thomas has been fantastic this, this whole time. He's been a Dallas Cowboy, and and really. Like all the all of what you said is correct, and then on top of that, add in uh, the fact that you know you have a, an offense that likes to run the ball, so you're probably limiting defensive snaps as well. So now you've got a 
you know, deep defense that's not playing a ton of snaps either. So everybody's fresh and you have a rotation. Right. So, right. yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, look, it, it, it's becoming clear more and more clear that, that the defense uh, is likely to be the thing that could take us, you know, kind of into the future with this. You know, I think that the, it's been about complimentary football for a long time. And for a while, the offense carried the defense and the defense basically just, was built to only supplement the offense, um, but but now I mean they are equal partners. If if not, the, that equation has flipped a little bit. So um, I, I think that this is you know if the Dallas defense it continues to get better, which again this, these guys are all just so crazy young. That's the thing about it too. And then the offense it continues to prove. I mean I, I, that's the thing. Like. If both of these units are so young, and then there's and there's that you know so much headroom to improve, like this could be a very good football team come December. Uh, they're also by far the youngest defense in the NFL. Just to put things in perspective about where this unit is at right now. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you think about all the all the you know old people that all the old, old bodies that are gone, and just all these rookie starters and 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 young you know twenty early twenty players that are on the field. Yeah, I mean these guys—they're—they're they're talented, they're young, uh, and they're playing with a level of confidence that is uh, hasn't been seen here for a long time. All right, last thing I want to touch on before we finish up the show uh, is how the Cowboys defended Odell Beckham uh, for like the fifth game in a row. Odell didn't have a big impact on this game, despite being one of the most electric receivers in the game. Odell had just nine targets for four. He had four receptions on nine targets for 51 yards, no touchdowns. Two of those receptions happened on the final drive of the game. So for most of the game, you didn't really hear a peep from Odell. How did the Cowboys stop him? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a lot of it's a lot of what they've been doing. You know, it's it's a lot of uh, t- making sure that uh, the the corner. I mean, I think now specifically with with Chris Richard. The idea of like having the corners focus on the deep routes really helps, you know, their ability to kind of just only function on that. And then when you know Odell takes a slant, you know, the idea is that you're you're trying to get him into the middle of the defense. So I, I just think that Dallas is, you know, and and Odell has run through. I mean, I don't even know how many defenses on a slant, you know, for long touchdowns. I I think that. The difference is that Dallas is more, because of their style of defense, more adept at rallying to tackle a guy like Odell Beckham in the mm-hmm. middle of their defense. You know, everything's designed to go to the middle of the defense anyway. So if Odell wants to run there, you know, he can get a face full of J.J. Wilcox or, you know, whoever we're, we're hitting him with now. I guess it's it's Heath and, you know, or just be, being denied the ball. I mean, you know, that's the thing is that now it's like he can't shake. We can't really even shake loose of a woozy or, or Jones, you know, especially deep. So, uh, yeah, they just, you know, a lot of it was, um, like I said, more of the same, you know, getting him the ball, but, but tackling him quickly. So a lot of it was the pass rush affecting Eli and he's not able to find, um, Odell Beckham. Cause he got, he got open a couple of times. And and they they you know they just couldn't get him the ball because of the pass rush. So you know it's 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 a whole effort 
it's a it's a whole team effort, uh, a whole unit effort rather to to kind of get that going. And I think you know the, the linebackers got to take away the got to make the tackles when he comes in the middle of the field. The defensive line's got to put pressure on the quarterback. The defensive backs got to cover him when he goes out and route. Seven career games against the Cowboys. Odell Beckham has just one hundred yard game, and that was in his rookie season in two thousand fourteen. So since two thousand fourteen, no hundred yard games. Just one touchdown in his last six games. Uh, Very, very impressive uh, job by the Cowboys. All right, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. 